landmark scripture, which is Proverbs 22:28. Somebody like to volunteer to get that? Will be Pete. I need also Hosea 5 verse 10. Somebody like to get that? Uh, Dennis, and then uh, who will read for us Ephesians 5:31? Uh, Don Galati. So uh, for those of you who are new this morning, we've been teaching uh, for a number of weeks on uh, landmarks and boundaries, uh, moving out of the uh, uh, Bible uh, text and bringing a spiritual application. And uh, uh, we've uh, uh, been enjoying this as we've been doing this. We have uh, discovered... Uh, that there are a number of reference points, because this is actually what landmarks are all about. These are reference points, and a landmark would be a boundary or a post or a tree or a rock or a combination of these that would mark out uh, territorial boundaries in real estate. Uh, lacking fences, this was the inexpensive, simple way to locate a person's property. Uh, a territorial designation uh, 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 by which life was defined. Uh, uh, people could build houses with, uh, 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 with a uh, uh, reasonable expectation that this uh, was their property. They could invest in this. They could plant crops within the boundaries of this with the reasonable expectation that they themselves would get the fruit of this. Uh, it defined all those things and a great deal uh, more. And the imagery is very strong in the Word of God. There's about six places that it speaks of this, and uh, these are a uh, uh, these are a uh, clearly defined uh, uh, territorial or precinct within which life uh, could be lived, and those lines adhered to. And uh, these are called landmarks. These are called uh, boundaries, and uh, human beings that would ignore those, according to the Word of God. Uh, are uh, defying God and are offending Him, and uh, there are serious consequences uh, to this. This is also applicable in the spiritual world, body, soul, and spirit. Uh, there are landmarks and boundaries. So I want to uh, get to Proverbs 22:28. if somebody would like to read that for me. And this is our, uh, this is our uh, hallmark scripture that we're moving this entire study from. Proverbs 22, verse 28. Do not remove the ancient landmarks which your fathers have set. And it's uh, very noticeable. Those are used in various applications <coughs> throughout uh, the Old Testament. Hosea 5.10 gives us another little uh, shot on this. Okay, here uh, uh, the Lord speaks, and he begins to uh, go beyond simply the, uh, the uh, physical, territorial, and the social uh, uh, application of this, and he makes an application, says the princes of Judah are like those that remove those uh, landmarks. In other words, the clearly defined boundaries have not been set in place. Therefore, there's confusion, uh, there's turmoil in society, and uh, God begins to uh, speak to that. I, and then I want uh, Hosea 5, verse 10. Oh, did I get Proverbs 22, 28? Already got that. Okay, so I want Ephesians 5, verse 31. All right, here we have uh, in the New Testament the Apostle Paul writing, and he is writing about marriage, the marriage relationship, and he says, For this purpose a man shall leave father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and they too 
shall be one flesh. I want to take the time this morning to uh, study uh, sex. Uh, this is the great American obsession, is sex. Okay? The minute I say that word, every ear, I have everybody's attention instantly. Okay? So uh, I want to uh, move through this this morning biblically. I, want to, uh, I don't think we'll get finished with this this morning, but I have a uh, quote uh, that's very interesting to us. It says, author J. Nelson Black sees a trend in all of this confusion, writing in, When nations die, Black notes several signs of America and the West decline. These elements include a rising tide of lawlessness, the loss of economic discipline, a decline in educational excellence, the weakening of cultural foundations, greed, materialism, the rise of immorality, the decay of religious belief, and the devaluing of human life. If we choose to eschew Black's analysis, we'll probably take the fork in the road which leads man to ask if he's entered into a new age paradigm shift in the way humans interpret reality. Yet by choosing to follow Mr. Black, we must ask if we're merely witnessing a rebuilding of the Tower of Babel, the collapse of the Pax Romana, Ramona, Romana, the decline of the British Empire, and the neutering of the 16th century church. Author Hal, Hal Lindsay traces our current plight back to the thought bombs of the 19th century. These thought bombs include Marx's dialectical materialism, Darwin's theory of evolution, Kierkegaard's mix of existentialism and mainstream Christian thought, Nietzsche's blonde beast, and Freud's sex-based psychoanalysis. Modern political correctness in the West has seen Judeo-Christian civilization turned upside down as society is deconstructed. For example, the age of consensual sex between men was lowered in Spain to the age of 12. Bill Clinton was the first U.S. president not to address the Boy Scout Jamboree. Why? Because they refused to allow sodomite scoutmasters. So this is, uh, this is swirling in the courts today. And so we want to uh, deal with and begin with this. And uh, out, of the, uh, out of the Scripture, Ephesians 5.31, quotes the Old Testament, we will look at in a moment. For this purpose, a man shall leave father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh, speaks of that mystique of marriage and sex within marriage. And there's a mystery in Scripture uh, that we want to deal with, first of all. I want somebody to get for me Genesis 6, 4 through 7 right here. Uh, Samantha, I want Casey to get for me Genesis 18, 19 through 21. Daniel will get for me Genesis 19, 1 through 5. And uh, Pete Baker will get for me Genesis 19, 12 and 13. So I want to deal this morning with uh, a number of facets of this and, uh, and uh, from the Word of God uh, define what's happening to our society and why. Remember, we're talking about landmarks and boundaries. God's given us warning. And you do not cross boundaries or uh, landmarks or reference point. You do not remove those and you do not uh, confuse those without serious consequences and this is probably at, uh, uh, at no point as important as it is in sex. And so I want to talk about uh, human conduct that's crossed a line. Uh, Genesis 6, 4 through 7. Read that, read that in a loud, clear voice, if you will. Okay, here's a, here's a text in Scripture. Uh, there were giants on the earth in those days. Also, when the sons of God 
went into the daughters of men, and uh, they bore children. Now, uh, lock that in your mind as we move through this. Go ahead. These were the mighty men of old, men of renown, uh, and uh, it, it, doesn't, uh, it, it, it doesn't have the inflection that it may seem in our modern English that these were heroes. That's not what it's talking about. These were violent uh, uh, people uh, that had a, a, an odd nature. Go ahead. God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that the thoughts of the intents of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he'd made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I'll destroy this. So uh, without even being a, a, a language student or delving deeply into it, uh, whatever was happening here displeased God very deeply. It displeased him so much uh, that he said, here, uh, this, uh, this creation, I've created man, and he's crossed a boundary which I've set. And because of that, uh, he said, I'm going to destroy man uh, off the face of the earth. And so whatever uh, uh, this scripture uh, means, we, we don't fully understand this. There are people that have uh, various conjectures uh, and so on, some to much extreme. We don't really know, but whatever it was, uh, was, pretty, uh, uh, was pretty serious business, so serious that God said, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I even made man. I'm going to wipe him out. So a boundary was crossed. And that boundary was crossed in the, uh, uh, in the sons of God crossing the line and uh, having sexual relationship with the daughters of men. And whatever that may fully mean, we, don't, uh, we, don't, uh, we can't come to define of that. But it was a sexual activity that God would not tolerate. And he said, I want to remove man from the earth. Genesis 18, 19 through 21 uh, history of the Bible has, has underlined and recorded some, uh, some uh, uh, guidelines, some reference marks, some landmarks, if you will, and some boundaries. Uh, Abraham is a man that I know, and he will keep the, the right ways of the Lord, and he'll command his family after him. He'll impart those same principles in his descendants, uh, uh, and, uh, and I, I'm pleased with him. Go ahead. Okay, here God says, uh, here's a contrast. One is Abraham and his descendants. The other are the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he says, those cities, there's a cry that's coming up to me. I'm, I'm hearing something in, the, in the, a, a dynamic that's caused a spiritual dynamic that is extremely displeasing to me. I'm going to go down and see uh, whether, the, 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 whether this is true. And so what we uh, have here is a visitation or a presence of God uh, manifested to measure what this response is going to be, how they're going to respond to a manifestation of God's presence. Go ahead. Okay, so here's the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, and uh, we start to move into uh, an understanding of, uh, of, uh, of whatever's happening in Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, God's very displeased with, and he's going to go down and he's going to check this out. Genesis 19, 1 through 5. Two angels came to Sodom in the evening, to, uh, and, uh, uh, and, uh, and Lot was sitting in the gate. He's on the city council now. Remember, first, he moved down there because it was a, a great place for commerce. He could sell uh, the produce of his flock. He went down there for money. Uh, he left the hill country of Judea 
uh, when he was given the choice, said, I'll take the plane close to Sodom, took his family down there. Now he's on the city council because that's what uh, these are people who sit in the gate. These are the people who uh, administer the affairs of the city. Go ahead. When Lot saw these, he rose to meet them, and he bowed down, giving them uh, reverence. He said, you come into my house and spend the night. They said, no, we're, we're going to, they're on a mission now. Uh, they don't want to be shielded. Is they want to check out what the citizens of this city are going to do to a manifested presence of God. Go ahead. So he uh, was very insistent, so they turned in. To his house to spend the night. Now you might wonder uh, why uh, Lot was so insistent uh, that they turn in that uh, uh, that uh, he override their wishes and their desires. Go ahead. Hospitality, normal flow of life. He's honoring these guests. Go ahead. But the men of Sodom, both old and young, they heard that there's two strangers in town. They come and surround the house. Said, "Were these men that came to you?" Bring them out that we may have sexual relationships. So here we find a divine manifestation, a presence of God manifested, and uh, all it does is incite these sodomites uh, uh, and make them worse than they ever were, which is always what happens to little queers. They get worse than they ever were when you begin to bring conviction. Okay, so here we have uh, the boundaries, uh, Genesis 9, uh, 19, 12, and 13. So here the angels uh, speak to Lot, said, uh, if you've got any family here, you better get them out of this place. We're going to destroy them because the outcry of this. Now catch this, uh, this uh, imagery here. Here's a dynamic that's being triggered. This is similar to the dy dynamic that's triggered when uh, Cain shed Abel's blood. And God speaks to him and said, where's your brother at? The cry of his blood has come up to me before my throne. So here's a spiritual dynamic. Now we find it not in uh, the murder of uh, shed blood, which triggers some kind of spiritual dynamic that is in the, in the spiritual realm, but now we find immorality is triggering the same cry of outrage is coming up before God. Go ahead. And the Lord sent us, us, we're going to smoke this place. You better run for your life. You better get out because judgment is going to come. All right. God set boundaries for sex. Leviticus 18, 22 through 23. Somebody over on this left-hand side. Uh, it's uh, Chris uh, Alton. And then I want uh, Genesis 15, 16. It's uh, Woody Carter. So here's some boundaries. I want uh, Isaiah 57, 7 and 8 over on that side too. It's Randy. If you get Isaiah 57, uh, uh, 7, 7 and 8, if you get that for me. Uh, then I want uh, Leviticus 18, 6 in this section right here. Somebody get that for me. Is Dennis, and I want uh, Numbers 25, 1, 2, 3 over on my right. As uh, uh, Bear will be fine. Okay, so here uh, 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 it, 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 we're not left to our imagination. We're not left to mystery. I wonder what God means. You know, I just, I just can't understand the Word of God. I just, uh, you know, it's written in King James English, and I, just, I can't understand. Well, let me give you a little understanding. Let's read it out loud uh, for what it says. Leviticus 18. You will not lie with a male as with a woman. This is sexual relationship. 
It is an abomination. Now, when God says it's an abomination, uh, you better believe it is an abomination. And Bill Clinton will not change that. And our society will not change that. This is what God says. He says it plainly. He says it openly. He leaves the history that's there, and there's no misunderstanding about what God is saying. I will not accept homosexual relationships. Go ahead. And, and or bestiality. Go ahead. Okay, so here we have the clear statement of Scripture, and there's no confusion. You can, uh, you can wrangle with that all you want to. You can, uh, you can say this is hate speech all you want to, but this is the Bible, and we're committed to preach the Bible. Can you say amen? It's what we stand for, and if our government decides they want to remove us for that, they'll have to take the consequences of that. This is what the Bible says. Without hesitation, without wavering, uh, without uh, adjustment, uh, without uh, 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 trying to modernize it, uh, without trying to reinterpret what the Greek says or the Hebrew says, it just says it plain. You can't explain it any other way. This is what it is. Uh, then I want uh, the other scripture, which is uh, 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 Genesis 15:16. All right, this is why God put the uh, the original inhabitants out of the land of Canaan. This very thing that we're talking about is because of the religious and sexual practices of the land of Canaan. And God spoke uh, clearly. He, uh, he speaks in another place about the, uh, uh, the Amorites or the Canaanites. And this is why uh, he put them out of the land and put the children of, of Israel uh, on that. So let me give you a little understanding about Baal worship. You know, sometimes we, uh, we uh, are affected by the great... Uh, outcry of our generation, which is tolerance. Well, we need to be tolerant, you know. We're so narrow-minded and bigoted. And, and uh, you know, we shouldn't be uh, legalistic. And uh, we need this, we need some love. And we need, well, uh, certainly uh, everyone needs love. Uh, and uh, there's a sense in which we can be tolerant about some things. But God is very intolerant concerning what I'm talking about. He's so intolerant concerning Sodom and Gomorrah uh, that he smoked the whole place. And uh, the scripture says that there is, in a sense, the smoke of that is still ascending up before God as a statement forevermore of his, of his conclusions and what he's going to say about this. And so this is laid down very clearly in the scripture. Baal worship uh, is, uh, uh, is simply an example of most heathen worship uh, uh, that in, in some fashion or the other either results in or is based on sexual perversion. I, Isaiah 57, 7 and 8. Uh, Randy, would you read that for me, please? All right, here's God, and he's writing concerning uh, 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 this heathen worship. And, uh, uh, and uh, to give you a, uh, a little uh, insight in, in a verse 8 uh, uh, of... Uh, of uh, Another translation says, Behind the door and the side post, you set up your symbols. Deserting me, you've uncovered your bed and have gone up on it, have widened it, and have bargained for those whose embraces you love and with whom you have multiplied your harlotries. Gazing upon your symbol, you have anointed yourselves for Molech and have sent him presents of oil and perfume. Now, this uh, comes out uh, of the Schofield Bible, a little commentary here. And, and what he's dealing with is carvings of the sexual organs were prominent in the Azure worship 
which led to the exposing of the worshippers' secret organs themselves. So here in the ancient text is pornography at work. In the Baal worship and in many, uh, the uh, Diana, uh, Asherah, uh, we could go on these deities. Prominent in this was a display or carvings of sexual organs, and they were prominent too, these uh, worship rites. Uh, many of them involving even sexual practices. And as, uh, as, uh, uh, as the Scripture says, here God draws this parallel of his people who should be worshiping him in holiness and righteousness, but instead have turned aside and are involving themselves in pagan uh, worship, pagan religion, pagan deity. And he spells it out in Isaiah 57, 7 and 8 and puts that uh, as, as someone who's uh, looking upon that, lusting upon uh, the actions of that. Leviticus 18, verse 6. All right, here God's writing, and he says, No one of you shall approach anyone who is near of kin to uncover their nakedness. I am the Lord. This whole chapter is on incest. One of the major problems of our generation that uh, the liberals are uh, rapidly trying to remove and to put into legalistic uh, or into uh, uh, tolerance of law. God says, and you can read the whole chapter for yourself, the whole chapter is on incest. Numbers 25, 1 through 3, we get an interesting little insight uh, concerning something uh, out of this chapter. All right, while uh, uh, Israel was in uh, Shittim, the uh, men began to involve themselves in sexual relationship with the Moabite women. They invited them to the sacrifices of their gods. The people ate and bowed down before these gods. And, and Israel joined in worshiping of Baal of Peor. And the Lord's anger burned against them. God said, didn't say, well, you know... You, it's a little difference of opinion, and so, you know, you're entitled to your difference of opinion, and I have mine. I don't like that, but I'm going to tolerate that. The Bible said that God's temper was lost. Go ahead. Okay. So I'll give you a little insight here uh, about how, uh, how the pagan religions operated. Uh, we were in Corinth uh, some years ago. It was very interesting because it's right underneath a, uh, a very high uh, prominent hill, on top of which was a uh, temple uh, to Diana, the many-breasted goddess. And so uh, uh, history tells us at the time that Paul wrote 1 Corinthians, which he has a great deal to say about sexual relationship and, and morality in the early church and giving them guidelines, uh, in the day when he wrote this, prostitutes, a thousand prostitutes, were uh, the uh, priestesses, were in the temple uh, of, uh, of Diana, came down into the city of Corinth, uh, and they wore bells that would identify them. And uh, sailors who sailed all over the world would uh, land uh, at Corinth. They unloaded their ships on one side, and, and then they were taken across on sleds to the other side, saved them a great deal of ocean going as they crossed the natural uh, uh, isthmus there at, at uh, Corinth. And so here is uh, this center. This is a center of world commerce, and uh, these 1,000 prostitutes uh, were busily at work. And uh, you can imagine what this would do to a society. Now, remember, uh, they weren't just prostitutes. This was religious prostitutes. This is a different kind. These are the kind that said, you really want to worship? <laughs> we can teach you how to worship. 
Are you still following me? All right, Numbers 25, this is exactly what was happening. Is that uh, these uh, women were involved in the rites of, uh, of Baal worship, and uh, as uh, the children of Israel were in that area, uh, and in that, in that uh, uh, vicinity, uh, the, the natural curiosity, and said, what do you girls do? Uh, well, we, we, we worship. And so uh, they, they, they went in, they said, why don't you guys come in and watch us? What we do, okay? And so they did. This records it in decent language uh, without going into the gory detail uh, because the men of Israel who watched that could not resist the arousal and the, and the sexual stimulation that these girls were doing as they were involved in the temple rites of worship and they succumbed to it. And the Bible uh, details this very plainly for us uh, as this is why you cannot watch pornography. I said, you cannot watch pornography because the human personality is created to respond to sexual stimulus and you cannot watch it with impunity. And because of this, judgment came upon the people of God. And so this is why God has set uh, landmarks or boundaries or reference points in sex. Uh, I, have, I forgot to read you one quote that I want to read to you. Uh, this out of one commentary is talking about... Uh, a boundary says, God gave a, this is actually Hosea 5.10. No, it may not be. No, it's not. I'm sorry. Uh, it, uh, God gave uh, a law against removing the ancient landmarks by which the inheritance of tribes and families were distinguished. This is Deuteronomy uh, chapter 19 and, uh, uh, and uh, verse 14. And so uh, it says, uh, Terminus was reputed a god, and he had offerings made to him. And it goes on to say, Here we find the owners of both fields bringing each his garland and libation to the honor of this God. They sung its praises, put on its uh, top a chaplet by flowers, poured oil out uh, uh, as the libation before it. And the inhabitants of the country held a festival in its honor. It was, in short, celebrated as a preserver of the bounds and territorial rights of tribes, cities, and whole kingdoms. And without its testimony and evidence, every field would have been a subject of litigation. This is, gives a little insight into some historical background of boundaries uh, and of uh, landmarks that give reference points uh, uh, in life. And God has set these uh, in uh, in sex. So I want to uh, I want to take uh, just one more section, and then we're going to open for uh, discussion. I want in this section, uh, Deuteronomy 19, verse 14 is uh, Phil. And I want Proverbs 23, 10, and 11. Uh, it's Noel and it's Bill Brunson. I want uh, Job 24, 1 and 2. So we, we're down now to boundaries and landmark, and there's extensive scripture that uh, outlined this for us. Uh, uh, Deuteronomy 19 and verse... Okay, God says uh, you will not uh, remove the ancient landmark uh, which has been set and he, uh, he, uh, he infers there that these were boundaries that were set before they ever came into the land. And he says, you don't just go in and start uh, removing all these. Uh, you have a section, a, a territorial inheritance, and uh, I want you to observe these because God is wanting to lay down a principle uh, that will uh, be a vehicle of truth uh, for the future. Proverbs 23, 10 and 11. Do not remove the ancient landmarks nor enter the fields of the fatherless. In Job 24, 1 and 2. 
Okay, here's an interesting uh, uh, inference. Also gives a spiritual connotation, uh, and this whole chapter is uh, is is written if you follow it on through uh, to warn against stepping across a line. It begins with that, and uh, and he he ties this to uh, biblical and spiritual truth in verse one, and then the whole chapter is spoken about those who step across a line. So these are ancient reference points that are uh, divided between one person's territory and another's that are to be held sacred. Think about that for a moment. A reverence was to be given to it. And in Hosea 5.10, which we read in the, in the uh, uh, original, Adam Clark has an interesting commentary. He says they've, uh, uh, translation, he says, they leaped over the law's enclosure and scaled all the walls of right. They have despised and broken all laws, human and divine. So here we have the imagery again of a boundary, a limit of a field, and uh, primarily reference points, uh, sometimes a cord by which the limit was measured out. So let's uh, open for uh, discussion right now, and uh, let's see uh, how much we're triggering here. Uh, Phil? Phil is, uh, is said he always wondered what the word abomination was. Okay, he says this uh, has the connotation of a stench that comes up in the nostrils of God that's almost unbearable, if not unbearable. I don't know if you've ever been out hunting and uh, all of a sudden you run across a, a cow that's dead or died and uh, maybe uh, some months pass, but the corpse is still laying there and it's rotting and uh, you cannot stand to be in the area. Anybody ever done that? Let me see your hands. Yes. Okay, this is the, the view of abomination. And so when God says this is an abomination... He means, I cannot stand this. This is sickening. And this is how I feel about what you're doing. Is like coming upon a rotting corpse. Okay? Very good. Somebody else? Uh, Dennis was reading in the Courier this morning an article, and when is a virgin not a virgin? That's a real mystery. It is a website that is uh, on four teenagers put on by Planned Parenthood. Uh, they're describing sexual experiences using Bill Clinton as uh, an example, and we certainly do not want to get into that this morning. Okay. Enough said. We don't have to explain that one. Everybody in America knows how far Bill Clinton went and is still going daily. Uh, Pete? All right, when um, uh, Pete is bringing the observation that when that word is used, an abomination, it's not just simply used as, uh, this just makes me so mad, as I just, I don't know what I'm going to do about it. He knows exactly what he's going to do about it, and it always brings a connotation. He's going to act. And if America escapes the judgment of God, if our world escapes the judgment of God, God will have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, yes. Okay, Carol says uh, uh, her brother's telling him about a friend that has some property, and on the other side of this property, someone's doing exactly what uh, this is uh, talking about, which is removing the landmarks of the boundaries. Moved his fence two feet inside uh, his brother's friend's property. Gained his hundred square feet. All right, and so this friend did not do anything about this. Six years? Six years or so. And when he decided to retrieve that, it was too late because there are laws. Uh, I'm not sure what they're called. Somebody could uh, comment on that. But if you do not uh, uh, affirm or uh, establish your right to that, 
uh, after they've been resident there for a while, then they have a right to that. They have uh, uh, also, this is true with ingress and egress. If you let people go across uh, access to your property for a period of time, you've lost the right to that, and they have the right to do that. And so uh, uh, this is very true. So the comment is that if we do nothing, if we just sit passively by and, and uh, twiddle our thumbs or we uh, cluck, 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 uh, then this, uh, what's released in our country, uh, we, we deserve everything that we get. Pete? Okay, and so uh, he, uh, Hitler, when he started uh, the terror of World War II, went across the Rhine River and had France uh, stopped him at that point. Uh, he would have gone no further, but they did not stop him. They wanted peace. You know, and what? A piece at any cost. And so they said, you're not going to take any more, are you? And said, of course not. This is all we want. And so uh, you're seeing exactly the same thing happen. It'll take a miracle. China is moving on Taiwan, and you're seeing exactly the same thing happen today. And, and, and our great dangers before uh, the boy uh, they wanted to be president gets out, uh, we're going to have a horrible situation. They're going to take Taiwan, and we're going to sit back and cluck our tongues. Because they're making the moves right now, you see. If you read the papers, the moves are being made. And so when you cross boundaries, they are already exercising in islands. They already have uh, fired their warning shots. They're saying that we're going to do this and do that. And uh, Bill Clinton's bunch is just up there. Well, no, 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 you know, we don't do anything radical. You need to do this peacefully, you know. And so uh, you don't kill people peacefully. Uh, Ike. Squatters' rights. Okay. Okay, the squatters' rights, the Forest Service applies and, and uh, does this because they had major difficulties in Forest Service property for this very reason. Okay, and so you can't stay over 14 days, and so this is true uh, in property. And we know this is true because we, uh, uh, we have uh, people overseas, and they do this. They set up a church and begin to function, and uh, if they don't shut you down within uh, uh, 30, 45 days, it's your property. You can... You can have you got a church there, so it's uh, it uh, it works, okay. And so, uh, uh, Randy, uh, not Randy, uh, uh, Casey. Yeah, our problem is that, that we, uh, we don't have a proper understanding of, uh, of the spirituality of human nature. We think that we're physical bodies animated by spirit. We're not. We're spiritual creatures inhabiting a physical body. And so, uh, 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 consequently, every action that we take has a spiritual connotation. And so I preach a, a sermon uh, in a men's discipleship class uh, on illegitimacy. And in that, I make a statement, uh, and I have it here. I'll read it. I don't think we're going to get to it this morning. Uh, and, the, and the statement is that, uh, uh, that uh, 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 sexual uh, uh, relationship uh, has a spiritual dimension. Sexual relationship has a spiritual dimension. And so uh, we approach sex as if you, put a, you just put a nut on a boat. That's, that's it. I mean, it's mechanics. It's not mechanics. Uh, if you read 1 Corinthians, Paul uh, writes and he says, uh, He that uh, commits fornication sins against his own being. 
What he's saying is there's more involved here than simply putting a nut in a bolt. This is not just physical dynamic. There's a spiritual dimension, and that spiritual dimension cannot be escaped. What do you not know? Uh, that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And shall we take the temple of the Holy Spirit and join them to a harlot? For two, God said, are one. These are all scriptures I'm quoting. So there is a spiritual uh, dimension to sexual relationship. Okay, does that help you any, Casey? Okay. Yeah, somebody else want to uh, ask a question, make a rebuttal? Uh, Pete Baker. Article in the, in the uh, Arizona Republic uh, about husband and wife, both nurses in a Scottsdale hospital. And so they've got a website. Now, this is becoming very, very prominent. They have a website in which you can, for money, dial in and watch them have sex. Now, that would be exciting, okay? You'd have to be a pervert. Are you still with me? You would have to be a pervert. But you see, there are perverts. Sadly, in a generation in which we live, there are lots of them. And this has become a multi-billion dollar industry. It's going to become one of the, the biggest. It is the biggest industry in the world is porno. But a website porno has become the, the largest uh, single industry in the world. Now, this is not just an isolated incident. This is happening all the time. Did you want to say something else about that? So what they're doing now is because they've lost the job the Okay, they got fired. And they're suing the hospitals. They don't have the right to do this. And they'll probably put some Bill Clinton judge in charge of the case who will say this is perfectly normal behavior. What can be wrong with this? You need to be open-minded and liberal. Open-minded means that the devil has full access right straight through. Okay? And so this is happening. Go ahead. All right. He says that the message is they want to bring the, the message of tolerance into the educational system of America. They get much more tolerant. They won't even have schools. If you do not accept me for what I am, it is a hate crime. That's where we're moving, okay? Have it in Canada right now. They pass hate, hate crime legislation. Mark Olson. Okay, there's educational. It's a re-education is what it is. Uh, and this is a forced education of how the government will tell you how you will react to a homosexual education, which might be the reason that we're not mentioned uh, in the prophecies uh, in the uh, in the Battle of Armageddon. Uh, so, uh, Sean, the, the the leaven is uh, is out. So what he says is that uh, when he, they were growing up, uh, television and movies, etc., were very mild. Gone with the wind. Used one single swear word, and uh, and there was an upheaval that. Uh, uh, that went across the country. That uh, Clark Gable used one swear word, which was fairly mild from uh, what you hear today, and uh, and so it was a bad problem. Jane Russell, how many of you remember Jane Russell? A little bit of cleavage. I'll tell you, Howard Hughes was put on the map by uh, making the movie The Outlaw. This is, and just a little bit of cleavage, right? And because there was a moral fiber in America then, uh, now <laughs> cleavage means nothing, folks. There isn't anything left of the imagination. All right, we got time for a couple more. It's Chris Olson. Okay. Watch, watch the education of the news. The news business is not to report news. It's to re-educate America and to soften them up for the okey doke okay? Somebody else. I had another one back here. It's Ken. 
Yeah, and he's the president. That, he's a dictator. He rules by uh, fiat, by decree. Has been doing this uh, for quite some time, which is illegal. Uh, but you see, justice departments are run by uh, Dyke Reno, and so what? Who cares? So, uh, Victor. The reason being that they cannot get anybody to enlist. Number one is uh, they don't want to go on stupid uh, wars like Somalia and Bosnia and uh, and Kosovo uh, and uh, uh, Kosovo, and uh, they don't want to do that. Secondly, is because of the uh, the destruction of morale that is at work right now it has to do with the commander in chief who can commit any sin he wants to commit. He doesn't get fined for it. But if you do that, you get uh, booted out and lose your career. They're leaving in droves. And they're, they're going to have to reestablish the draft uh, because of that. Go ahead, Victor. Yes. Okay. We didn't get finished with this. I'm going to continue this next week. And so uh, you might give some thought to it and bring it to the class.